What's up, everybody? This is episode two of my podcast. I named it Welcome to My Kingdom, and I called it that because it's like my word. My word is my kingdom, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm a king and everybody's my subordinates and, and my servants, but everything I touch is mine. Everything that I buy is mine. My house is my castle. So welcome to my kingdom and welcome to my point of view. So this is episode two. Uh, it is called You Can Walk in my shoes but are you ready to see through my eyes and this kind of uh has a lot to do with everything that's going on today you know i'm not being neither here nor there about it i'm not gonna give a big 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 opinion on it because i'm not trying to be biased towards any of the topics even though the topics of today have a lot to do with me and the four kings that i'm raising in my house but this is just a point of view Versus you walking with me, I would like for people to see what I see. Alright? So y'all get ready. This is an exercise I'm about to do. You can participate if you want. Or you can just, you know, fast forward a little bit. But I encourage you to participate. So here we go. Close your eyes. No matter who you are, whether you're white or black, you've just been pulled over. Now me, I'm going to tell you what goes through my head. My hands are at 10 and 2 on the steering wheel. My seatbelt is on. Though I don't have anything illegal in my car, my eyes are wandering all around to make sure that I look like the model citizen, to make sure that I don't pose a threat. Mind you, this police officer has not gotten out of his car yet, but my heart is pounding. I keep looking in my rear view at these blue lights I'm waiting on the door to open and I'm still looking around. I look down, oh shoot. I got a gun in my glove box, but everything's legal. I look around, I got a backpack, but I carry one everywhere I go just about. I got kids, I got other stuff going on, so it's just something that's easier for me to tote stuff around with but what's in it I know what's in it police officer gets out the car my heart starts pounding so hard that I feel it on my sternum everything's quiet I hear his footsteps tapping towards me on the asphalt Spotlight shining on me. He's making sure I'm not moving. He walks up. I'm even scared to move too fast to look at him. I look at him. Sir, can you roll your windows down? 
deep breath and I do that. Then I get asked for my license and registration, which is in the glove box with my gun that I'm legally carrying. So if I warn this officer that I have a weapon after he asks me that, does his get drawn? Do I get shot? Am I another statistic? All this is going through my head. I know it's been around five minutes into this episode, but <laughs> this is a matter of seconds that it happens. 30 to 45 seconds seems like 30 to 45 minutes when you're preparing yourself as a black man in America today to get pulled over. Not all cops are bad, but are we? No, we're not. I'm a up, I'm a up, upholding citizen of the of the community. I don't do anything. I feel myself being degraded and belittled before the whole interaction. My defenses go up. He's nervous and I'm nervous too. And that's not a good combination. Something's got to change. And it's deeper than the police. So with that being said, anybody that's never experienced that, you cannot speak on how I should feel and how I look at any aspect in this whole ordeal that's going on. When we're trying to reform racism, we're trying to reform bigotry, we're trying to reform everything that's wrong in this world. So, with that exercise, if you don't feel any empathy, not sympathy, empathy of an upholding black male citizen in America, just listen a little longer. Just maybe, maybe, maybe you'll be welcomed into my world. So, this is just, it's just a few topics that I want to talk about when it comes to walking in my shoes but not or refusing to see through my eyes one thing that's crazy about me seeing all of this stuff going on today is everybody can have their opinion about Black, African American, Hebrew, whatever you identify yourself as or however you looked at, people of color. Everybody can have their opinion about how it should go, what should happen, how things should be taken, and how people should feel. Except for black people. Especially if you're a black man. Nobody listens to you until you get angry. 
See, the reason why I get angry sometimes is because both of my parents grew up at the end of segregation. My parents were born in 1955, the both of them, and I'm blessed to still have them here. But to hear stories that they tell me of things they went through during segregation, post-segregation, up until now, because it's passed on from generation to generation, it makes me sick. It really makes me sick. And I even have a couple of Facebook friends that, that, that they haven't went to the point to where I feel like, oh, I got to delete you and block you because of this and that. They have opinions, though. Which everybody's entitled to one. This is a free country. Freedom of speech is one of my... Freedom of speech and the right to bear arms are my two amendments that I hold to heart. And I respect people for having their own right to talk about stuff. To have their opinions. But if you don't look through my eyes and if you don't research what you're talking about or try to understand what I'm talking about, then you're stirring up the pot just like the other people. Just like the other people who have racial things to say. Just like the other people who defend their friends that are being racist. Just like the people that feel like they can say certain things in a joking way because they got black friends or because they have a black spouse or because they're around black people all the time. It's time for a change. It's cool forming militias. It's cool forming forming groups to, 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 to present things to these governors and governments to protest. It's cool, but until that mental part clicks, with quote-unquote the other side, nothing's going to happen. It's going to get worse. The thing that I hate the most is my voice has to be suppressed. My voice cannot be equally respected as someone who has an opinion on black men instead of being a black man. I'm not talking out of me wanting pity from 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 anybody. But you know what I'm saying like like racial injustice has been happening forever. It's been more than 400 years since it since it happened 400 years ago the great ship Jesus docked in North America and our journey in America started and it's crazy that in 400 years we just walking you build yourself up you look at y'all know I like doing comparison from my previous podcast take a baby when they're born they're helpless as time goes on they crawl, they pick food up themselves, they try to feed themselves, they walk. 
then you become a toddler, and then you're out of the toddler stage, and then you start to run. You're not running anywhere. You're just running because you can. Because it's an ability that you worked on. And then you grow up to be a child. You're still running, but you're choosing where to run and where to walk. Then as an adult, you go forward to sprint. You go forward to walk. You're not walking anymore because you want this goal as 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 bad like you you want it deep in your soul you want that gold but in that time frame four centuries we at the crawling stage because voices are just now being listened to and and with that being said, wanting equality is not a race about a race. Because if we had equality, life wouldn't be a race to get to certain places. It would be a breeze. It would be a joy. It would be a lot better for us. I look at my sons every day. I have four young black boys in my house that will soon turn into men. So being being who I am, I didn't choose it. I didn't choose to be a black man. I embrace it though. I love it. Through all adversity, through all turmoil, through all challenges in life, I embrace it and I teach them the same. And I also teach them that you play with whoever you want to play with. You be who you want to be with. Just do it the right way. And if somebody brings that mess to you, stay away from it. But if they back you against the wall, fight your way out. By any means. And I got friends from every spectrum. And I got people that I call family that don't look like me. But. I don't look at it that way. But the world does. I can go to the store with a friend of mine. They're, I'm not going to name it next. They're adults or whatever. I can go to the store with a great friend of mine. And we get dirty looks. Have gotten them. What are they up to? And everybody can be like, well, it's not. All right. If you feel like it's not that way, turn this off and wait to episode three. But it's just something that I got to talk about because I, I'm tired of seeing a narrative on the news. I'm tired of seeing a narrative on social media. And I'm tired of just hearing a narrative personally from people you know what i'm saying like i'm tired of it you know i'm not saying that um give me the world because i'm a black man i'm not saying give my children more of a chance i want them to work hard for what they got when they become adults i want them to be proud of what they got because some given to you not as proud of it when stuff is given to you 
So, so that's that's my state of mind when it comes to this subject. So you know, you have strangers who 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 say, "Well, this is not that day, and this is not. that's fine, man. I know you weren't living in eighteen fourteen. I know you weren't here in sixteen ninety. I know you weren't here." But the thing is, behind closed doors, who are you? Because if your mind was open, then you're the person that we need in this world. But if you're a closed mind and got an opinion about issues and haven't looked through the eyes of that person. And when I say look through the eyes, I mean being an entity inside of a... You cannot... It's not possible. I appreciate... Everybody who stands behind me for being a proud black man. But you can't be that. Like, I can't be a woman. I can't be a proud black black woman. I can't be a white man. I can't be a, a, a Native American. I can't be some. I can't be anybody but me. And with that being said, being me has it has a weight on my mind. Like, what's wrong with this world that we're living in? You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's so many people that have feel like they got the right to say, well, you'll be OK because of this or that's not true. How do you know that? Anybody who's had that stigma, who's had that mentality, who have you sat down with to 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 understand why somebody feels that way? Because, like I said, my dad. Had to fight to feel. He had to fight his ninth grade year in high school. They had to fight because they integrated to schools. Getting called names. Getting called everything. I'm not even going to talk too low down because I want some of you to show this. I said show. I'm sorry. You can't see. I want y'all to, to let some of your children who are mature enough to process it listen to this. My dad had to fight when they when they when they integrated schools in Lauderdale County, Tennessee, in Ripley, Tennessee. His ninth grade year. He was the first freshman class of Ripley High School. And within that first week, all hell broke loose. And with that being said, some of the ones who were throwing food, spitting on, calling them names and stuff like that, they got kids my age. And people change. And sometimes people don't change, but their children know a better way. But there's always that few that are there to stir the pot. And and, and I brought that up because... That's only one generation back. So people say, oh, it's not that bad now. But that was one generation back. And it was still about, four, it was close to 400 years since we got brought over here. Some of us were already over here, but it was 400 years since that, since that big industry of slavery was, was established. Like, well established over here. 
So it's still around. It's still showing its ugly little head. So don't act like it's not showing its ugly little face to us. Don't look the other way. If you look the other way, you're part of the problem. If you defend somebody, you're part of the problem. My dad still feels emotional about this stuff. I'm not talking about boohoo crime, but he feels it because he had to experience it. My dad had to drink out of a rusty water fountain with warm water, warm, dirty water. My dad had to go through the back of the grocery store when my grandmother sent him to the store. My dad had to watch people. My mother too. But I'm just stressing on my dad because my dad, I talk more to him about because I, I identify with him more because we're the same gender. We're the same. We look alike. <laughs> Hell, we look alike. We got some of the same views, emotions, and we got a lot of the same. Like our temper is the same. He's better. I'm getting better, <laughs> but he's better, you know. It's still around. See, people have children. And sometimes the way is shifted and, and, and they want better. And sometimes it's, it's not. But that's neither here nor there. It's back, back to the subject. I kind of strayed away because I was, I was isolating my dad's experiences to, you know, what's going on today. But anyway. Like, like, babies have pacifiers, and they have bottles, or they're breastfed, or whatever. You go to the store, you're out a little bit longer than you want, and your babies drank all of that 8-ounce bottle that you didn't think they were going to drink. But you, you're about to come home. Baby starts panicking. Oh, my God, screaming. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like. How can I help? How can I help? I just want this baby to stop screaming. You're going to make your stomach hurt, baby. You're just looking back. They're red in the face. Tears going everywhere. Then you look down and see a pacifier. You put in their mouth. That pacifier in the mouth soothes them temporarily. But they get hungry again eventually. And if you don't feed that baby, you're going to get a bigger reaction than you got the first time. You're going to get a reaction out of that baby. You're going to get screaming more. You're going to get kicked. You're going to get a full meltdown. And that's what's going on today. And the government, people, everything, they're trying to pacify the situation without looking at it for what it is. And addressing it and fixing it. Because cause if some of Jim Crow laws can be enforced and go on for decades, then some equality laws can be enforced and go on for the rest of the time that we're here on this earth. My children shouldn't have to feel a certain way because of who they are, because of what they look like. They shouldn't feel like kings in their home, but feel like criminals out in public. See, that's what I'm focused on. 
I'm not focused on them painting the road saying Black Lives Matter. I'm not focused on them changing the names of these Confederate schools to these leaders, bridges and schools and all that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not concerned with that. Because guess what? As soon as that's done, it gets vandalized. <laughs> They're going to tear down that street sign. They're going to paint over that Black Lives Matter. They're going to, some people, I'm not going to say they because I feel like, when I say they, I feel like they is a substitute for a derogatory word. And if I said it previously in these last 25 minutes, my bad. But people will start pulling their kids out. Let a school be called Nathan Bedford Forest High. Population of the school's good. The boosters are good with the sport. You got these little black boys out here running this football like they running for their lives. You got them out here going to state championships. You got them out here. The athletic programs are striving because our kids are there. But the minute they rename the school to Harriet Tubman, Marcus Garvey, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, name, name any of that, guess what? The, enro the enrollment to be in the upper percentile, 90 plus, it'll drop down below 50. I got money on that. So don't pacify me by doing all this. Change something. And if I'm speaking a little louder, it's because I feel I got, I, my, I go through this and my kids have to. It's not right to 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 say, oh, it'll be all right later. Let me let me just name this street after you. Let me do let me uh let's 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 take all this paint that we could take the paint for. We could use this paint that we're typing Black Lives Matter in these roads and highways. Take that paint and and paint these community centers in these black neighborhoods that need to be rebuilt. Take that money that you're putting into that and then start mentoring programs and these projects that were built to separate the fathers from the mothers. That's what you take that money and do. Don't take that money to pat me on my back and say it's going to be okay because it's not. And with, and with that being said, I appreciate anybody other than a person of color that supports me or, or, or supports anybody else that's going through this. And believe it or not, some black people don't. As a whole, you're going through it. I can't, I can't fathom in my head right now all this money that's being wasted for Street signs, renaming, painting a whole block, a mile of a block that has a statement. The statement that needs to be said is, let's rebuild these communities. And then let me touch on this subject. This wasn't even a subject, but my mind is starting to, to throb right now. Let me touch on the subject of people saying, well, well, black people kill each other. It needs to stop. 
I agree it needs to stop. But does that mean that you need to not support the change in the world that will affect black people killing each other? Getting fathers back in homes. You can start a mentoring program. There's no fathers in homes because it's not fully because of this, but 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 it's no fathers in home because People been programmed to, 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 okay, I had a baby by you. Let's not fight for it. Let's not be proud of who we are. Let's not do this and do that. Oh, I don't need you. Bye. Put you on child support. Um, Let me feed you. Let me give you this cheap rent. Why you got these house full of boys with no male figure. With no male role model. With no male to pull them to the side and say, hey, man, you messing the hell up. Get right. What's wrong with you? You try to tell some of these young men that now. They're going to shoot you in your damn face. And I'm not going to say because they don't know any better. Because people know. You know the result of violence. You, you, you know the result of the actions you do with each other. So yeah, people know better. But it's not instilled in them as a child to care. So I'm not talking to none... I'm not talking to people who are not of color. I'm talking to people of color. You can say, oh, well, people, we killing each other. We need to stop. That's stupid, man, because guess what? Everybody's killing each other. Black people are killing black people. White people are killing white people. Asian people are killing Asian people. People are killing people. Proximity crimes. Look that up. I'm not even going to explain it because it's deep. There's so many rabbit holes in that statement. Proximity crimes. And the news and social media emphasizes on black people. It has to be a horrendous crime like a Caucasian male going home from a hard day at school and he's been bullied at school. He's not happy at home. He kills his whole family. That'll make the news. But if Jim and Jacob get into it with each other and a week later, Jacob finds Jim by himself lacking. Jacob shoots Jim. That don't come. That's, that's not on the news. The news reports travesties of other races. But instead of taking the area and fixing it, instead of taking up proximity and fixing it, please, y'all, please look up proximity crime. The word proximity should explain itself. But just look that up for me. You know what I mean? Like, like, like. The news emphasizes us so much that we're brainwashed ourselves. And I know some people grew up in these neighborhoods in Los Angeles, in Chicago, in New York, Florida, Texas, Memphis. I mean, I could go on and on and on. But that's the news reports it. You live it. But you're not on the any black person that says, oh, I lived through that. Oh, that's how it is. What are you doing to change it? 
You're doing nothing to change it but complaining. And then you see the people, you see the people that are pro-bigotry seeing you complaining. They looking back with their arms folded, shaking their head. Yep, I was right. We got to break that circle. We got to stop feeding bigotry. As a race, black people will feed bigotry because we're negative against each other. We're negative against ourselves. And people say, oh, we're stereotyped. We stereotype ourselves. Y'all quit that old black on black crime needs to stop first. Crime period needs to stop first. If you feel like black on black crime needs to stop and you passionate about it, go to the police academy. Be an example. Everybody's not meant to be one. Go to the police academy. Let these little black boys start seeing more black police officers trying to make a difference. Be a teacher. I had one black teacher, black male teacher, my whole high school career. But I had a positive black male in my house. I had one black male teacher. And it's not because of choices that we make. It's the support that we don't get from each other or the rest of the world. The support starts in-house. Like, the support starts in-house. If nobody fuels that, then it will not ignite. You about to barbecue, you know, pile your charcoal up, you strike a match, throw it on there. Ain't don't shit happen. I said I wasn't gonna cuss, but I'm sorry. <laughs> nothing, nothing happens. When you strike that match with charcoal straight out the bag, nothing happens. Cause guess what? You didn't fuel it. You didn't make sure that fire ignites. You didn't. You pour that lighter fluid on it, saturate it real good, let it sit there for a minute. Then you light it, whoosh, you can cook a whole meal. So it's not, it's, it's not enough of us. And when I say us, I mean black people. I'm just putting it out there. I'm not trying to make this about emphasizing the world on black, but this is the matter at hand right now. Because you can ask anybody. I love every, I love being black, but I love everybody. Do I dislike some people? Yup. <laughs> but is it isolated to one race? Nope. But when somebody shows me their true colors, do I stay away from them and are they on my shit list? Yup. Y'all got to fuel this. We, not y'all, we got to fuel this fire to get more black educators, to get more black people in Congress, to get more black police officers, to get more black leaders. You don't have to be in office to be a leader. It starts at home. If you are a black man right now and you have children, and I, male, female, whatever, but especially if you got a young black man in your house. Enrich that black man. Tell him what he is. Tell him what he's worth. Don't let the world tell your child what, what they're worth. It's crazy how we, how we accept things. 
cause, 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 guess what? If I got a kid, academically, sports, whatever, whatever their passion is, if some, if one person tells them they're not good enough for something, move on to the next. Don't accept that stuff. For years and years and years, we've been accepting stuff that we don't have to accept. And when I say we, at, in, in that last sentence, I don't mean just black people. I mean everybody's accepting stuff. You don't realize how small of a group is against this equality thing versus everybody that's for it. The numbers don't eat. The numbers don't even come close. It's more people who want equality and change so the world can be better versus the ones who are stuck there. But it's been going, it's been a majority for so long that everybody has that mentality that, oh man, I'm in this fight alone. No, no, nobody's in that fight alone. And you know, we have people like, let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. That's fine. I'm not bashing anybody's religion, anybody's belief, but, but. My parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, great-great-grandparents, and the ones before them that I call ancestors, they've been praying. They've been praying. And I can't take an isolated incident of good fortune and call it as a... I can't call it a victory. Because it's not. I can't, I can't call it a victory. I can be proud of myself if I accomplish this, if I graduate from that, if this job comes. I can feel good. I can take their congratulations, but that's not a victory. And that's that's another thing that's wrong. It's like we take our personal victories and think, well, it ain't so bad for everybody. Or this person should have did this or that. True enough, there's some lazy people. There's some lazy white people, black people, Asian people, all that. But it's a true victory because I didn't go through what this other person went through. Is it a victory? No, it's not because it's people dying daily. It's not on the news. It's people that are mentally held in bondage. That's not on the news. It's people being discriminated against. That's not on the news. Racism is real. That's not on the news. And some of you might think it is on the news because you see Black Lives Matter and all this stuff. I shouldn't even have to say I matter. I'm a human being like other people and I got to tell you I matter. I have to beg. You have to pull on your coattail and say, please give me a chance. That's It's time out for that. People, People really... Man, Ooh, let me calm back down. <laughs> I shouldn't have to tell you my son matters. It's It should be by default. I shouldn't tell you don't shoot me, Mr. Officer. It's by default. I shouldn't have to, to, to defend being a black man because I'm a man at the end of the day. And for all you that say, oh, black on black crime... 
Please look up statistics. Please look up crime. Please, please, please research proximity crimes. That's basically them, them picking and choosing what, what's being brought awareness. They'll bring awareness to it, but what the hell are they doing to help? And it's got out of hand now. And people are like, well, these people of the community are not doing nothing. But if it's 50 people acting the ass and 50 people trying to help, it's zero. Because there are no masses. It's equally yoked. That's all I'm saying. You know. So, so walking in my shoes is you being my brother and you don't look like me and you're walking beside me and you supporting me. But a lot of y'all ain't ready to look through my eyes. Because when you look through my eyes, it ain't no turning back. When you look through my eyes, you feel what I feel instead of feeling that empathy that I was talking about earlier. When you look through my eyes, you have sleepless nights where you're thinking of a better way, not only for your child, but what about everybody else? What if my kids make it? And my kids could mess up in the end. You know what I'm saying? Once you're grown, you're grown. Kids do stuff. You know, you can be raised right and do whatever. But seeing through my eyes is different than walking in my shoes. Walking in my shoes got rid of segregation. You had your freedom riders. You had the people that would go into these diners and 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 sit at the diner with the black people and, and get hot grease thrown at them, get food thrown at them, spit on, punched. This was in my parents' lifetime, y'all. But when you see through my eyes, then you see that change needs to be made because guess what? A lot of these issues that are going on does not directly affect me it affects my spirit it affects my state of mind it affects how I look at how I want my children to be in the future because one day I'm not going to be here you know when you look through my eyes you see you sit at this mortgage company and you gotta put you get you got to get them so much more information because they want to make sure these people of color are going to do like these people that are not of color. And it's, and that's a fact because there's lawsuits out there, there's documents, and all, all this stuff is out there, but we're not reading up on it. So when I want you, I want people who don't walk the same path as me who don't see what I see. I want you to see through my eyes. I'm tired of people walking beside me. I want you to see through my eyes. <clears throat> I want you to feel the passion I feel to want change. And then when these issues come up, people are like, well, that's a form of supremacy. How in the hell is it a form of supremacy when I'm 10 steps behind you and I just want to get at least five steps up? So I can get in reach of you so we can walk together. How the hell is that supremacy? It's not. It's not. 
And this problem is deeper than the police, but at the beginning of this cast, we go through this. I know I know people that are not of color go through it too. But how many doctors that are not of color? Lawyers. How many people in their upper percent have to go through? I can call somebody now that's doing pretty good in life that can tell you a bad experience about being pulled over by the police. He was expecting it and it and damn it, it happened. So, so at the end of the day, are you really ready to look through my eyes? And and people that people that say all lives matter, police lives matter, and all that. I mean, I respect some police officers, and I said some stress the word some, because everybody ain't straight. And when they ain't straight, when that suit gets put on, they get a little worse. The key word in that sentence: they put that suit on, they can take it off. I can't take my skin off. I can't change the kinkiness of my hair. I can't change any physical attribute of myself. I cannot change. So y'all miss me with that. All lives matter and police lives matter. And when, and I'm ashamed to have to say that black lives matter. And the way I'm, reason I'm saying I'm ashamed, y'all don't take this out of context. Because if somebody does, I will flame you on my next one. We're going to have a talk. We're going to have an interview. I'm going to have to let you know. I hate to hear Black Lives Matter because it shouldn't even have to be a subject or a term in 2020. That's why a lot of you are my friends on, on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. That's why I don't really share that Black Lives Matter. Because every time I see it, it hurts. It hurts because my dad wanted change. His dad wanted change. His dad wanted change. And it's barely happening. And when that window opens, everybody's trying to pull out the worst instead of focusing on the best. Even people of color. So when we start dragging each other down and ourselves, maybe people will listen to us. We got a platform now. We got we got some people like, okay, well, maybe they're talking about something because this has been happening. I didn't call any names of any any innocent person that died in the past few years because it's a, it's, it's, it's a lot of them. By police or not by police. Being hung, being kneeled on, breaking in your house, being shot. A lot of people don't have to worry about it. That shit would not cross your mind unless you watch the news for a lot of people. It wouldn't even it wouldn't even cross your mind. It wouldn't even be a thought in your subconscious while you're dreaming. When news flash, y'all, we have nightmares. I have nightmares. And I'm sick of them. And the reason I'm sick of them is because my nightmare in, in, in my nightmares is me. 
But when I wake up, I see something similar on the news. <laughs> it ain't me, but it's somebody that looks like me. Mr. Castile. Who are you, sir? Really, it shouldn't even matter who the hell he was because he wasn't driving. It was a minor traffic infraction. Write them a ticket and keep it moving. Who are you, sir? Let me see your ID. He reaches for his ID, gets shot. And one more thing, you know, I, I get off subject, y'all. I know I, I'm getting off subject with this one. With this thing I'm about to about to bring up. But you know, hey, it is what it is. Another thing I get sick of is uh, all the bad that is focused on. That has nothing to do. Let me let me rephrase it. I get angry because these isolated events that happen, and they happen because it's a person of color. Somebody changed my mind. It's not changed at the moment. But 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 what fuels me is that. Every time something happens, somebody is in the background digging for the biggest dirt on that person. And they sound ignorant because it has nothing to do with the incident that happened. Sandra Bland with Tamir Rice, Philando Castile, George Floyd, especially they're dragging this man. They drug test. Did they drug test the police officers before they fired them? No. Oh, he had fentanyl in him, and maybe the fentanyl made him live for ten minutes. <laughs> maybe the fentanyl made him hold on a little longer. And if somebody had the guts, and I'm not talking about the people who were standing around, I'm talking about his punk ass partners. If they had the guts to stop him, maybe that man would still be here. Oh, you got a drug problem? Go to rehab. Kneeled on the man 10 minutes. You bringing up fentanyl and drugs, maybe the drugs kept him alive longer. His adrenaline might have been up. I don't know if the man was on drugs or not because that's not the subject at hand. But for you who are trying to drag people when stuff like this happens, people who try to, to, to bring out the ugly in somebody when they are killed for no reason, you're part of the problem. And I got one Facebook friend. <laughs> I went to school with him. And if he listens to this, you're welcome to be in my inbox. We can discuss respectfully. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not going to drag you. I'm not going to call your name. But I see those posts. A little black, ugly meme. He'll tag a friend or hashtag that friend. They all work together. I worked at the same place. I'm giving clues because if he's listening, I want him to reform his way of thinking. I post about something about black men 
oh, well, they this and that and that and that. How can you speak on that? Because you don't know what it's like being a black man. When the border wall situation first came up, posting all this stuff about Hispanics and all this stuff. And I believe me, y'all, I was checking his ass. Little racist, aren't we? Oh, and I clicked the like button to see who liked your stuff, too. And some people that I know liked it, too. So y'all feel like that. But the thing is, it's okay because you got a black friend. Or it's okay that because you call this person, you're, you're, you're making light in a quote-unquote joking way. You're making light of his skin tone. But it's okay because that's your friend. Nah, bro, that ain't okay. Because if that was me, I'd block your shit somewhere. While we at work, whoop your ass and tell you to get back on your ride and keep on going. And if you say something about it and get me fired, I'm going to whoop your ass again. Y'all, don't let y'all kids listen to this because I'm fueled about it. Just educate your kids. If you if if this was oblivious to you, if these matters and these feelings were oblivious, were oblivious to you and you didn't know about them, just educate your kids. Don't let your kids listen to it because they're going to be confused. But it's also that black man's responsibility to say, I don't play like that. You're going to respect me. My race is not to be meant as a damn joke. My darker skin tone is not to be compared to anything because you can compare this ass whoop. Compare this ass whooping that I'm finna give you because you thought it was okay to make a joke about my skin color or make a joke about black people or make light of black people because you got black friends or a black spouse. Compare that ass whooping to every ass whooping you caught in your life and see if it was worse than any other ass whooping that you get. So, so, so when people do that, me personally, I'm, I'm not going to go home and pray for you. Because somebody's already praying for you. Because you're alive, you're well, you got this and that, that going. That's good. More power to you. But you're not going to make light of what I am. You're not going to make light of what I believe in. You're not going to make light of my culture. Because I see that shit too, y'all. <clears throat> I see that too. And culture is music. Culture are vehicles and how we fix them up. Culture is how you dress. Culture is how you carry yourself every day. That's culture. Culture is the way you display your hair. Culture is all that. So if you make fun of that, start laying hands. And I'm not speaking violence. I'm just saying, ain't nobody listening to nothing else. Because I don't, I have a lot of Caucasian, Asian, Hispanic people that I call family, not friends. But guess what? Nobody plays about my skin tone, about my culture, or none of that. It's time to wake up, y'all. And I'm going to say this again because a lot of y'all might have missed it the last time. But wanting equality is not a race 
about race. <laughs> it ain't about my race making it to a finish line before yours. Or your or you feel like your race needs to make it to a finish line before my race. Cause guess what? It ain't no damn finish line. It's all about equality. That's all people are asking for. But but the world, black people, white people, people are making it about what about black on black crime? Well, it ain't got nothing to do with me because I'm straight over here. But they ought to get up and quit being lazy. Quit giving me the damn ability to be lazy. They talk about public housing. There's white people in public housing and black people. But give those same able-bodied people, not ones on disability, not the older generation that can't work or at the end of their being able to work get them a time frame i give you six months to a year whichever one a hey. start programs up use this money that you take because to change a street sign costs money you got to present it you got to spend money it has to do with the city county government painting this damn road has a lot it's the same thing renaming this bridge is the same renaming this high school is the same thing they don't X out racism. Tearing down these damn monuments. Oh, they're erasing history. No, the hell they're not erasing history, but it costs money to do it. Take that money and put it in these, sprinkle a little bit of that money into these communities and watch how they grow and flourish. I'm from Ripley, Tennessee. A lot of people, when I tell them, what, where is it? But welcoming you to Rip to Tennessee, instead of renaming something or instead of trying to do a Black Lives Matter, instead of doing that, why don't we open up Nelson Street again? Why don't we have pump, like real programs at Palmer Turner? These people are trying individually, but nobody's supporting them when it comes to getting money from the local governments. We pay taxes like everybody else. We won't change like everybody else. And not just in Ripley. And I'm finna step on some toes and I really don't give a damn. Get these racist ass officials out. Because you don't say racist shit by accident. I don't care what nobody says. And, and, and if I lose a supporter... From that statement, that's because you entertain or believe that racist shit that says behind closed doors. And if you sit around and listen to it and only say something when you get pissed off, fired from that job or something don't go your way, you part of the problem too. You a selfish individual. Again, do you want to see the world through my eye? No, you don't. I appreciate support, but all people want to do is walk with you. They want to take a knee with you. All right, take a knee with me, but when you go home 
and you have this gathering and everybody looks like you and one person makes light of this situation, flame their ass up and tell them don't come back to your house. But this segment one, I'm going to get with y'all in segment two. What's up, my people? Welcome to my kingdom. This is part two of You Can Walk In My Shoes, But Are You Ready To See Through My Eyes? So segment one, I got a little passionate about things. You know, I didn't go through I didn't go through it firsthand, but just hearing stories from relatives, especially my dad, you know what I'm saying? That just made me speak with a little more passion than I um than I intended. I want to keep it chilled and I want to <laughs> I want to have it, you know, kind of mellowed out. But anywho, you know, I'm not gonna hold y'all a whole hour this time. I'm just gonna basically wrap it up, you know. Um but just in my opinion, and probably a lot of people's opinion on this beautiful earth, um, it's just time out for this systematic racism. Uh, it's time out for gentrification in the wrong direction. It's, it's time out for targeting African-American culture. And, and and deeming it as bad, but certain characteristics are 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 stolen from it. You know, um, you uplift people as a whole. You don't uplift people when you want to. You know, it's it's good and bad with with everybody and everything. But you can't take a whole culture and make it and deem it bad and deem it. You know, just just it's sad. And and I have written down a whole lot of. Um, material to, to, to kind of squeeze in about 30 minutes. But over the last couple of days, I have, um, I was made aware of my hometown, Ripley, Tennessee. Um, I got to speak on it. It's like, it's on my heart. I don't think I cannot speak on it. Um, anyway, it's a lot of public officials, law enforcement, leaders of law enforcement, and probably some that are not leaders that kind of sliding through the cracks. Uh, they're openly, openly talking about Black Lives Matter, and and I and and I and I told y'all how I felt about Black Lives Matter. I feel like I shouldn't have to say it. I feel like I should matter without me begging you to look at me. I feel like I should matter without me having to go out in the street and 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 peacefully protest because that's the only protesting that I would do but like peacefully protesting to beg you to pay attention to me I feel like I shouldn't have to stomp your foot to make you look at me you know and and things that are going on in my hometown are it's getting bad and it's not getting bad with violence it's not getting bad with like um, vandalism it's not getting bad with like harassment but what's getting bad in my hometown is the openness of racism and we have lawyers we have other public officials we have a sheriff <laughs> that they have openly said things out of the way about my fellow african-american community in ripley which i don't live there anymore but it'll always be home my parents lived there. I have family there. They will always be home. So that hits me harder than anything else. That makes me not even want to um, read off of my little outline that I made. I'm going to just do this one off the top of my head because something has to be done. 
Um, it started with our sheriff being exposed. I'm going to keep it as as non-derogatory as I can because I don't know who's going to be listening with children or people who are just sensitive on the subject. But it was called N-Wordville. The N-Word was said quite a few times, but it slipped. <laughs> uh, that's not an accident. When you repeat yourself with passion and you mean it on a subject that that means a like like on a on a on a subject pertaining to your career crime you know he's not saying meth headville he's not saying derogatory word for white peopleville he's saying inwardville and I want to say it so bad but if I do I'm gonna get worked up like I did in segment one but basically. A call to action was to get him out of office. And he said he ain't going nowhere. He's going to apologize and keep calling us that behind closed doors. So maybe in the future, he's going to act like he didn't say it when he sees you, when he wants your vote, when he wants to shake your hand. But behind closed doors with family, friends, other trusted law enforcement which let me put this in, not all law enforcement is bad from my hometown or worldwide. We need that to have society balanced because sometimes people don't act right. Of all colors. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's of all colors, not of a certain proximity. I hope y'all looked up proximity crimes. It's not because we focusing on this community. So that's all that comes up. You know, it is crime is crime but everything gets centered to black people and it wouldn't seem so bad if you didn't use those derogatory words towards black people you called it i'm gonna say it one time it was called niggerville it's the only time i'm gonna say it y'all for my non-African-American listeners who support me, I appreciate it. But y'all just close your eyes like you did at the beginning of part one and imagine yourself being a black person hearing that recording. Hearing that recording of somebody saying N-wordville. Bunch of N-words. There's no respect at all for anybody. And what hurts me the most with that is... These public officials that want you to reelect them, that want you to go out and vote for them. These officials who want to stay in office. Why should you stay in office in that town? In any town, why should you stay in office when you tolerate? You're tolerating. Open racism, whether you're, they're saying it of an audience of one to one million, you're broadcasting your hate towards another person because of how they look. And I held it in, you know, I, I didn't, I supported people. I shared stuff on my social media pages and everything like that. And, and the thing that I took from it was why complain if they ain't going to do nothing about it? And I'm not saying leave it alone. Like I've seen some people say, oh, just don't say, no, don't sweep it on the rug. Go over everybody's head. You can't go to, you can't go to the, uh, to the DA 
of that, you know, that, that, that deals with that county. Cause I'm sure he said it to them. You can't go to any deputies or anything like that because some of them, the, the masses are probably in his favor. You know, the, the masses of, of that racist stigma, that racist mind frame is in his favor. That's a horrible, you are a horrible person if you hold an office. And I don't care who hears it or who tells kids about it or whatever. I'll tell him. It's horrible when you look at somebody as a group. The same people that you work with shoulder to shoulder before you became sheriff. Because cause guess what? They're in, the, they're in the same field that you that you just named. It's sad that people know that nothing's going to happen. That's what's wrong. People know nothing's going to happen. So they don't have passion to get these people out. And then you have a chosen few who are scratching and fighting and trying to climb and climb and climb to get somebody to do something about it. But it's, it's, it's like they're losing because they don't have support. That support is not there. You know, um, it's just, it's just sad. And then I'm going to move on. I'm going to revisit that, but I'm going to move on to, to an attorney. So Black Lives Matter is a statement. It is an actual statement. It's not a funded entity. It's not an organization with headquarters. It's not sponsored by other people, by other agencies, by other organizations. But guess what it is? The KKK is. Never have any of these people said that I am mad about the KKK. They're mad about black people. They're mad about they're mad about black people. They don't want us to unite or people who don't look like us to unite with us and get equality. Because when you do that. They start losing their ground. They start losing their control. The small towns begin to flourish away from them. The small towns start making more money and they can't control anything because cash is king. So racism is used to control the economy in these small towns. These bigots unite with each other so they can control everything. They get an office, they sell houses. That attorney closed on my house that I, my first house I purchased in Ripley. That attorney closed my house. He was, he was, he was the attorney that I did, that I dealt with. Now, if I knew better, I would have been like, let me go. I, I, it was my first time. I didn't want my parents help. I want to do it on my own. Me and my wife, we want to do it on our own. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> he wasn't disgusted with everybody destroying stuff and, and doing this and doing that. When I paid them, my my I wasn't I wasn't Black Lives Matter then. I was in God we trust, and that's and that and that that's what's on that money that I handed him. That's what's on that money that got wired to his account that he cashed out and spent on his family. And I would never do it again. Some people say that well they're already doing this and they're already doing that, so what's it going to help? It'll help a lot. It'll help a whole lot if we. And I'm not just talking about black people. I'm talking about people who want things to be right. It would help a whole lot if we got together and shut this stuff down. 
but nobody's doing. Then we had another young lady. She was just going. She was another public official in Ripley, Tennessee. We had another young lady. She was going off too. I'm talking about oh, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is a statement. KKK is a is an actual organization, a Christian organization. If you look it up, if you look up the KKK, it is a Christian organization. Y'all think about that. Why aren't they terrorist groups? A terrorist group, I'm sorry. Why aren't they a terrorist group? Why aren't they held accountable for burning crosses in people's houses? Why aren't they held accountable for dragging black, white, whoever people out of their houses at night and hanging them from trees for wanting to do what's right for a race that's been oppressed for almost 400 years at that time? It's been a little bit over 400 years now. But when they formed, it wasn't quite. They've been striving. They have headquarters in Stone Mountain, Georgia. What other terrorist group in this world has their own legal headquarters? They have they have a headquarters. So so that's the South for y'all though. For anybody who listens to this and, and this and is not from the South, not much has changed. Because you can go up north. And revert back to the 50s and 60s and speak with someone who was, who was living at that time. You can go there and they didn't have that. People had to sneak and get married down here. If you were two different races, if you were white and black, you were white and Chinese, white. If anybody, You had to sneak and get married or you could possibly die. You had to send your children to school. And they get persecuted because the parents are poisoning these kids' brains at home. So they're spilling over at school. And it hasn't stopped. It's 2020. So people talk about Jim Crow. Got, no, Jim Crow just changed his name. <laughs> they, just, they just changed Jim Crow's name to something else. Because the treatment of these people, including myself, the treatment of these people, when I say these people, it's, I'm talking to everybody as a whole. The treatment of these people has not changed much in these years. You got some places that are doing better, that are flourishing, that are, you know, trying to be on the good foot, trying to be right. But most, the, the, the majority is not. We have public officials who are openly on social media saying things about people of color as a group. You got them talking among each other in your jails, in your in your city halls, in, in your in your offices where the sheriffs and all this where they you have them speaking about races like they are dirt, different races like they are dirt. You have them expressing their racism and nothing's being done. This is a sad, cruel world. This world is so cruel. Enough without people acting like this. We got enough nuts out here doing crazy, all kind of crazy stuff. But when you come, that small town called Ripley, I grew up in it. I never really got in trouble much. There's a little stuff here and there. I was, I was, I was a kid. Things, things happen. I did pretty well. My parents are kind of, you know, pretty, pretty well known in, in Ripley. They are pretty well known, you know, so my family's, they're, they're okay. 
I don't think I'm getting character. I don't think I'm getting characterized or targeted by somebody. But when you speak as a group, you're speaking about me too. And then they erase the stuff that they write. Oh, I was mad at the time. It slipped. But how do you think that makes us feel? How do you think that makes... If, if a black family in Ripley, Tennessee is being harassed by a, a, a white supremacist family group or whatever... How comfortable do you think they are calling the police? Because you got a leader that thinks, I'm going to say it one more time, y'all cover y'all kids' ears. They calling it niggerville. So, when that happens, in my eyes, I look at it as, the original police are slave catchers. Are they trying to go back to that? It's a sad, 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 sad situation. And I don't want my children to feel that way growing up. So I got to figure out, people have to figure out a way to open their minds. People have to figure out a way to make their children strong, to make them strive. Like, you have to figure it out because racism used to peep his head out Nan's jumping out of the closet like the boogeyman Ripley Tennessee home of them big old tomatoes home of some of the some of the greatest people I've met in my life I've learned some lessons I took some losses I've gained a lot all that happened in that small town that I grew up in. And to know that public officials are free to discriminate and be racist towards a group. Because if you're a public official, you're actually supposed to help. What are you doing to help? If Black Lives Matter, Mr. Lloyd, I'm not going to call any names. Miss Commissioner, I don't know what she is. She's irrelevant. She's a bottom feeder. She probably going to quit because she can't handle the pressure. But Mr. Sheriff, what are y'all doing to improve the conditions so these younger generation does not repeat what they see, if it's that bad? What are y'all? Y'all are doing nothing. Y'all are fueling the fire. You're ignoring things. If you sit somewhere, it's a high crime area. You got police in the city. Why aren't y'all patrolling there? Somebody gets pulled over, though, the whole damn force will come. You got 10 cars on one. You got 10 police cars on one car. But that's inwardville. I can't keep I can't say it no more. That disgusts me. That disgusts me. And I tell him, his kids, his family, his friends, he's scum of the earth. He's one low down sucker. You can't say you didn't see it because it was caught on tape. And to the whistleblower, why didn't you blow the whistle when you first heard it? What pissed you off to make you expose this man? Because I'm sure that was an old tape. See, I hadn't really spoke on this. 
and 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 this guy I know from Lauderdale County, he's from Halls, like right right beside Ripton. Eric, I heard you, man. I couldn't I couldn't jump in all your live videos and all that because of work and moving around. But I watched him. I comment. I'm here today. You 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 touched my soul today. Eric Brown, Big Shug, you touched my soul today. Because at the end of the day, it ain't putting one race in front of the other. It's just all about equality and getting everybody a chance. If you don't choose to take advantage of that chance, then, then as an adult, when you fail, that's on you. That's all I can say. If you choose not to, that, that's on you. But when you got the people who are leading these counties these cities and these towns being the low down dirty scum races that they have been for years openly what hope do our children have and another cheek is just turned i got two damn cheeks i can't keep turning them because you keep slapping them they're gonna get real sore and i'm gonna hit you back I applaud a lot of people who have been trying and trying and trying, and y'all don't give up that fight. That man needs to get out of there. And anybody else who displays an act of bigotry, racism, discrimination, any of that, get them out of there. Because as a public official, you're not supposed to. That's not how you function. Everybody has a freedom of speech. But it's a different story when you hold office or when you're a figure for anybody. Celebrities, public figure. You have you have an image to uphold. And you don't care what the other people, races, or whatever think about what you say because nobody's gonna do nothing about it. Well, this is a new time. This is 2020. And I think that if the people that are really pushing and pushing and pushing, as long as you don't stop and you don't quit. And my schedule has changed up, so I'm going to reach out to a lot of them. What you need me to help you do? Because this needs to stop. Like, I had a whole outline. I had a whole outline written up about how I was going to talk on this segment right here. But I had to visit my hometown. Every week is something new. They embezzling money. They think all black people are scum. Because if you address a group, you're addressing everybody. Don't apologize and say, well, I didn't mean you. I just meant them. You still said it. It's horrible. Horrible. People can talk all day. People can make you, they can make you aware. They can inform you. But but when this when these times come up to vote and you don't, and I was one of them, man, I ain't gonna, man, forget voting, this and that, that and that, whatever, you know. But if you don't get these people out of office, as time goes on, they're going to have children, grandchildren. So let's say you got a grandson and you a sheriff for 20 years. You're reparable then. Hell, grandson might might run for mayor, might run for sheriff, might, might. Might become chief of police. Might be one of those top figures in that town. 
But if you're at home saying in this, in that, black people this, black people that, and don't say you're not saying it because it wouldn't have quote unquote slipped, which it didn't. It wouldn't have slipped. And Mr. Lawyer, don't act like, oh man, let me erase it. You still said it. It's a thing called screenshot. Now, I know you're like 99 years old, but it's a thing called screenshots that, that you really can't erase anything that goes into cyberspace. Somebody catches it. And Miss Lady with the red hair, same way with you. You can't erase it. You can't you can't explain your racism. That can't be explained. Things like that, when you say it and you mean it, you can't say you didn't mean it. I'm black. I'm African American. I'm this I am I identify with that. I don't think I'm better than anybody else. I'm proud to be who I am. I'm proud to be what I am. I'm proud of who I'm becoming, what I've done, whether I loved it, didn't like it, kind of disliked it. I'm proud of all of that. But what makes me is being a black man in America and, and keeping my nose above water so I'm not drowned. I'm swimming hard in this ocean. And my kids and my, and my, and my wife are on the on the raft. They're on a raft behind me. I'm not drowning. I'm I'm staying afloat. I'm going, I'm going. Because I see, I see the goal. I see where I need to go. I know what I need to be. But why can't y'all see it? And if it's broken somewhere, why ain't y'all fixing it? You're a public official. You are an example of our community. I couldn't even hardly say that because it made me damn sick. You're an example of a community, but you're saying one of the most racist words. I don't care what the definition says. People say, oh, that's an ignorant person. I don't care. It was meant for black people. It was meant to degrade black people. And it's being used and thrown around like an average word. And it's still being used. I bet you any kind of money is being it, it. My bad. I bet you any kind of money it was said after it was exposed. And it's funny how they take a statement and try to make an organization out of it. But the real terrorists are not being targeted. The real people who are going down to the bottoms and having meetings and shit are not being exposed, are not being talked about. Does that not make you mad, Mr. Lawyer? Nah, it don't make you mad because you're sick of the you because you're sick of us stealing and robbing and destroying stuff. Well, statistically, most of the destruction during these peaceful protests came from white people, not black people, not Asian people. They've arrested some white supremacists for infiltrating these peaceful protests and defacing things, spray painting these Confederate statues that they love so much. Breaking windows in stores. These people are getting arrested and they are being identified with white supremacist groups. So does that make you mad? No, nah, I don't make you mad because they ain't black. It don't make you mad because for centuries. It's been happening. The raping, the pillaging, the assault, the oppression has been happening. It's been happening. 
The systematic racism started happening when y'all, when they said y'all couldn't keep us as slaves. The gentrification started when they took the fathers out of the homes. All of that. All of that. It's a sad world, y'all. But this is my segment, too, of just look through my eyes. If you don't look like me, look through my eyes. It's time to change stuff, man. It's time to stop being quiet. It's time to stop saying you know how they are. It's time to stop saying, well, ain't nobody going to do nothing. If enough people, like I said in the previous segment, if enough people get together and do something about it, you'll realize it's not that many people in control. It's just that those bigots and racists had control for so many years. So many years. That. In our heads, they have the masses again. No, they don't. No, they don't. So anybody who believes like I believe and anybody who doesn't, y'all just got to look at, at the end of the day what's right. What's right. What's wrong. Right and wrong don't have a color. Having a good heart don't matter. Your heart can be in a black body, a white body, a, a, a Hispanic body, an Asian body. Yo, your heart can be in any kind of body and it, and it can be good or bad. But to take a race of people and categorize them, to take a race of people and stereotype them, to take a race of people and just throw them away, for your game, that's wrong. And anybody who is turning a blind eye to it that can do something about it, you're really more wrong than the dummy that says this stuff. And I'm not speaking hate. I'm not speaking any. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying oh white people. No, I'm not. I'm talking about that those individuals. Because like I said previously, I have white people I love, black people I love, Hispanic people. I love people. I sit down and talk to a stranger anywhere. Ask my wife. We can go somewhere. If somebody warms up to me, we're going to talk. She's going to be she gonna say, let's go. Hadn't done it much lately because you don't know who is all right and who's not. People have a problem with the I can't breathe shirts. They call it a symbol of. I don't even know what they call it a symbol of because it's stupid to just get mad at that. That man begged for his life. So if my shirt is a symbol, why can't them Confederate flags be a symbol? The flags that they put in yards after they burn houses, after they put crosses in the yards, after they, you know, the people riding these. Not everybody's like that, but not everybody's eyes is open either. That's not heritage. That heritage died when they got their asses kicked in the Civil War. If you can't let go of something over 200 years after it happened, something's wrong with you mentally. You have a mental condition. You have a mental disorder. If you can't let that go, that's not heritage. Racism is not heritage. I would be ashamed to represent anything that had anything to do with Hating another person because of how they looked. Hating another person because of their sex. 
hating another person because of their sexual preference. Because at the end of the day, that ain't got nothing to do with me either. But when you can openly say it, and openly can mean in front of one person, in front of a million people. When you are comfortable saying this stuff, or when you're comfortable splattering it all over social media, knowing people will see it and really not caring. Whether you erase it or not, you didn't give a damn at the beginning. Because you put it up there. Y'all got to wake up. Y'all have to. Y'all, we just got to come together. If we come together, things will be limitless for for the human race to move forward. But we can't move forward because people can't let go of their of their ways. People people still want to look at you like like it's 1960. People still want to be horrible people. I can't respect that. I hope y'all don't either. It's a cruel world, man. I, I, Some nights I sit up, you know, if my kids act up in school, I get to thinking, like, I hope they don't keep acting like this because if they keep acting like this and they decide to change one day, they're just going to be another Negro on the street. They, that, that, that's how they're going to look at it. That's how they're going to be looked at. They're not going to look at them like with their parents or work hard workers. Or they're not going to look at that. And one more thing, <laughs> they say to dear white people, you hear that all the time. And and some of it I agree with, you know what I'm saying. But this is to black people. I love you. You are somebody. You meant to be something on this earth. You are, you are a supernatural creation. But what we got to stop doing as black people, we got to stop gossiping about everybody and what they do, who they husband slept with, who who doing this and who doing that. We can stir that pot. We can stir that pot. But when stuff like this happens, that pot don't get stirred. And if you step on, if you if you look at dog shit in the in the yard, you might not smell it. But if you step in it, you done disturbed it. Them fumes hit you. So why is that ignored? But we can keep bringing each other down. A lot of people got accepted in nursing programs and stuff. You got people throwing shade on social media. Like why? You should be glad that 50 years ago, it was harder for African-Americans to even get into programs like they're getting into now. But we'd rather talk about each other. We'd rather bring each other down when we could get together and overcome a whole lot more. But we choose not to. But at the same time, when somebody openly calls you one of the most racist words in human history, nothing's, I don't care. That's how they are. We got to do better.
we got we have children. We we're gonna have grandchildren. We have younger family members that gotta grow up in this cruel, cruel, cruel world. And it's sad. It's sad that we, as people, I'm not gonna say as race as a race. I'm saying we we as people let so much go under the rug when it comes to bringing us down by another race. But we bring each other down a lot, and and it's a dis it's a it's a level of disappointment there. And I'm a, I'm about to wrap up, y'all. I know I just been rambling, but I'm just concerned about my city. But it's it's just it's 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 concern there that people can hop on the phone and 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 talk about what Jill did with Dave while her husband was at work, or. They can just get on the phone and gossip. You know, such and such in jail. You know, such and such about to snap. What the hell wrong with them? They crazy, ain't they? We can talk about each other. And it's fine. It's entertained. But once somebody identifies a whole... Millions of people. Not just ripped it. When he said that word, he meant everybody on this earth. And you can't change my mind. He said he meant everybody on this earth that looked like me. And all we can say, we're, we're not on the phone. Did you hear such and such said that? What can we do to get him out of office? What can we do? Can we get together? You ain't hearing that. That's how they are. I'm not surprised at all. Believe me, I am not surprised at all about how they are and how they look at us. That does not surprise me. What surprises me is... The people that are on the forefront trying to make stuff happen have no support. And like I said, my schedule has changed. So guess what? If somebody needs me, if somebody hearing my voice that lives in Ripley is trying to do something and you need me, I'm I'm here for it. But what we got to do is, y'all, we got we to gotta get this behind us. I want it to be to the point when my children get older that they don't have those horror stories. They took the chains off of our wrist and put them on our brains because we are programmed. And I bet you to this day, somebody's still going to let that man close on their house. They're still going to vote for that sheriff. They're still going to, well, let's pray for this lady because she didn't mean it. The whole time in her head, they laugh. She's laughing. Those two gentlemen are laughing. And the countless others are laughing. It's funny. It's funny to the to the bigots and racists, but we don't even acknowledge it. That's hurtful. And I just wish it would change. But anyway, shout out to everybody who's trying in Lauderdale County as a whole to make a change, to make it different, to make it better, to get these racist ass people out of these offices offices and 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 be be united as as people you know not having to choose a race or whatever but right now it's hard it's hard not to stand behind your black brother and your black sister because it's bad there no rioting no looting no shooting none of that's happening but what's happening is the people who lead that community, who lead that city, 
are low down racist. But anyway, I appreciate y'all listening to me. This is segment two. <sighs> Just look through my eyes, man. If you look through my eyes, maybe you'll understand why I think the way I think. I appreciate anybody that that's that's non-African American that's trying to help, that's trying to 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 make a difference. But yeah, people who just just look through my eyes, man. I I feel so passionate about this because, like I said, my dad grew up in it, and it's sad that in his lifetime nothing changed. My father's getting old. He's getting older, and nothing has changed. That driving man to tears that knowing that somebody lived their whole life and not just him. It's people in his age group, people from like 60 on up. They lived their whole life to see a difference. And never saw it. How sad is that, y'all? But with that being said, this is segment two. Of the welcome to my world, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, whew, welcome to my kingdom podcast. But you can walk in my shoes, but are you really ready to see through my eyes? Because when more people see through our eyes, that's when change is gonna happen. But y'all be blessed, y'all. Just just keep it positive, and and I had to do this two part segment. Because I felt like some stuff just had to be said. Maybe maybe an ear outside of the Ripley community will hear it. I got a lot of support from there. Like I got a lot of plays in this week or two. However long I've been doing it, I appreciate it. But maybe some ears will be heard. You know, maybe some ears will kind of like listen to it. Like, dang, that's going on. But y'all, y'all just keep it positive. Don't retaliate. Don't act crazy about it. Just do it the right way. Get them out the way. Let them re- don't let them retire. Get them out. Don't let them give you an apology that's 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 not genuine. Get them out. But either way, yeah, it was that that was that was that was hard to let out. But anyway, next week I'll see y'all. Well, y'all are here for me. Um, I got some, I got some stuff I'm working on. I got, um, I got some interviews I want to do with people. I got some segments I want to do with people. I got some episodes I want to do with people. So if y'all, y'all, y'all just keep clicking play. Subscribe to me where you can subscribe to me. I'm on Spotify, Anchor. Uh, uh, let me look it up. Let me look it up. I'm sorry, I just got picked up by a couple, so I appreciate it. But Spotify, Anchor. Radio Public and Pocket Cast. Uh, if you can subscribe to me on any of those platforms, do. If you can't, just press play. You know, just just listen to me. You know, I'm new to this po- I'm new to this podcast thing, and um, it'll get better with time. You know, it'll it'll get better with time. But I just had to speak on something I felt passionate about, and and I feel a whole lot better. I feel a whole lot better. So, 
I love y'all. I appreciate everybody that that uh supports me now. Uh, hopefully, I get a little bit bigger and get a bigger audience. But I never forget people who who were there from the beginning. You know, major shout out to my wife, even though I drive her crazy. My parents, my kids, everybody. Like I'm, I feel like I'm just going through a rebuilding stage in life now. I just got a lot to say. So, I love y'all. Y'all be easy. Y'all be blessed. Y'all just do the right thing. If you see something, say something. Don't just turn a blind ear. And don't say something after somebody done pissed you off. Because it should piss you off when you witness it. The moment you witness it, hear it or whatever, it should piss you off. But, all right, y'all. We're going to get back on track next week. We're going to get back on track next week. I appreciate y'all. But I'm out of here. My kids are knocking on the door. I'm in my workshop back here. My kids are knocking on the door. They want me. So I'm going to see if we're going to watch a a Disney movie or something. But uh, y'all take heed to what I said. I'm not always right, but just take heed. Y'all have a good night. Good morning. Y'all have a good whatever. Whatever time of day you listen to this. All right. I'm out. Appreciate it.